Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, June 20th. On this date in 1837, Queen Victoria took the British throne. Her reign of 63 years would be the longest of any British monarch. But, of course, her great-great-granddaughter, Queen Elizabeth II, surpassed that in 2015. Back on our side of the pond, on this date in 1782, Congress approved the Great Seal of the United States that featured the image of the bald eagle. Now that you've had your quick dose of trivia, let's talk some weather with your first alert forecast. Good Monday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. Very comfortable as you head out the door this morning. Much cooler than we've been as of late. Enjoying some lower humidity, a mostly sunny sky. High temperatures this afternoon will be in the upper 80s to around 90 degrees. Enjoy the cooler weather while we have it. Tomorrow, the first day of summer, we start to warm back up. Not only the morning lows, but also check out the high temperatures. Up close to 100 degrees Wednesday and Thursday with a chance of rain increasing second half of the work week. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Deputies in Colleton County are investigating a shooting at a nightclub that left two people dead and two others hurt. Deputies got there about 2.40 yesterday morning. They uh, were responding to reports of gunfire at the Hang Time nightclub on River Street. That's in the Walterboro area. The first officers on the scene, they say they found two men who had been shot. Both of them later died from their injuries. Two more people later showed up at Colleton Medical Center with gunshot wounds. They are expected to be okay, though. Anyone with any information is asked to call Crime Stoppers of the Low Country. The Sheriff's Department in Lexington County, they're continuing a months-long search for a missing teenager. 15-year-old Candace Gibson went missing back in March. A release from the Sheriff's Department says Gibson could be seen on a home security video, leaving her home through a window and then running down the road. Her family believes she is with someone she knows, and investigators say she's likely still in the state. Coming up tomorrow, Charleston County will stop accepting emergency rental and utility assistance applications for their COVID relief program. It was created last year after the county got $42.5 million from the U.S. Treasury. And so far, they've distributed more than half of that money. Our Lauren Quinlan joins us now live with more on what you need to know if you're looking to apply before that application window closes. Lauren? Lisa, I spoke with the county and they say there is still some time to get that application in by tomorrow, but there is a lot of paperwork involved, so the earlier you can start, the better. Since the start of this program in April 2021, Charleston County has assisted more than 3,600 tenants and 715 landlords. The program is intended for those at risk of homelessness, housing instability, or unsafe living conditions due to the COVID-19 pandemic. To qualify, you must have a household income that's equal to or less than 80% of the area median income. Those who apply by tomorrow are eligible to have the current month paid in full and any other money owed paid as well. Based on assistance requested, approved applicants are able to receive rent and utility assistance and have their um, arrears covered that way. Payments are made directly to landlords who are also required to submit an application through the same portal online. The county says if you were in need of technical assistance, Charleston County Public Libraries and the county's public services building are happy to help. They do ask that you make an appointment first if you decide to go through the county. 
If any funds are left, the county says it'll be used to help those battling eviction. To apply, you can call the number below on your screen. For more information, click on this story on Live5News.com. Reporting live in Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live5 News. Thanks, Lauren. Well, hundreds of neighbors in one local town say they're overcrowded and they want their elected leaders to put a cap on the number of short-term rentals. As Ray Arena reports, the town of Seabrook Island's mayor says the data says there's no need for that. A group of over 700 homeowners say they want to put a cap on the number of short-term rentals on Seabrook Island to see what needs to be done about that number but others want to see how things play out before making any changes. Right now, there's 484 of these properties on the island, which neighbors say has led to overcrowding on the island streets and amenities. Mayor John Gregg says for this year, data gathered over the past few months suggests otherwise, and they won't be limiting short-term rentals at this time. A short-term rental company says more people are starting to call Seabrook Island home over the past several years, adding that 25% more properties now belong to full-time residents. Homeowners like Ted Florlaghi say their concerns are not being heard by the town. The powers that be here in Seabrook have taken it upon themselves to create temporary parking. So they've drawn lines on the grass where the overlook is to park low-speed vehicles. Out of one side of the mouth is... We don't have an overcrowding problem. And out of the other side is, well, we need to put in temporary parking to accommodate the overcrowding. Now, both the short-term rental company and the homeowner say they want to work together over the next several months to figure out a solution that works for everyone. In the newsroom, Ray Urena, Live 5 News. One local organization is working to connect fresh produce to families here locally in need. Our Molly McBride is joining us live this morning. And Molly, you had the chance to uh, speak with a board member about one of the ways that they get that food to those families. Fields to Families is working to end hunger in the Tri-County area by collecting, harvesting, and distributing fresh produce to a number of programs in the community. One way they plan on doing this is by organizing volunteers to collect produce at the Charleston Far Farmer's Market that didn't sell. Volunteers then take the collected produce to various community partners in the Tri-County area, like churches, libraries, and food pantries. One board member I spoke with, Devin Andrews, says they work with and distribute produce to 21 community partners and have a growing waiting list. She also says volunteers are an essential part of their mission and make these farmers market collections possible. Produce collection is critical to our mission, um, which is essentially that all people deserve access to, to fresh fruits and vegetables and that we want to connect farmers to communities and fresh produce to communities. To find out more about how to volunteer with Fields to Families, click visit live5news.com and click on this story. Reporting live in Charleston, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Ed Sullivan made history on this date in 1948 when his variety show, Toast of the Town, made its debut on CBS. It would eventually be retitled The Ed Sullivan Show. And yes, comedian Stephen Colbert still hosts his late show from the same studio, The Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City. Celebrating a birthday today, actor John McCook. You know him as Eric Forrester on CBS's The Bold and the Beautiful. He turns 78. Singer Anne Murray is 77. TV personality Bob Vila is 76. Actress Nicole Kidman is 55. And 
U.S. Olympic Beach Volleyball Gold Medalist April Ross is 40. Have a great Monday, and thanks so much for listening to Morning Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.